This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite team, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, so we, we've covered over the, the early mistakes. Cowboys ultimately do get a touchdown, but then there's another interception uh, to uh, intended for CeeDee Lamb. That killed a, a, a pretty long, sustained drive there. Uh, Giants get the ball back. They're able to knock through, an, and they look, uh, they, they look in good shape. They come out and, and play really well uh, to open the second half. How much do you think is that a function of of the how much do you think it's a function of that extended halftime like because halftimes a lot of times will get whenever you hear guys talk about halftime kellen moore i remember said you really have time to go to the bathroom and and come back in and go all right let's go get them boys like there's really not a ton of time and and so you do get an extended halftime on Thanksgiving with all the theatrics and performances. Jonas Brothers, they were great. Uh, wish I could have gotten down to the field, sn- uh, snuck a few photos, couldn't. Sure you uh, could. I, 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 well, I could have lost my credentials. Security at the stadium yeah. already hates me. I've had too many run-ins with them this season to, to try mm-hmm. it again. Uh, but the is, is there any benefit, you think, from an extended halftime that you might have some extended time to actually sit there and and talk about things, even if it's just for a couple minutes? Or do you think that's an overrated factor? Well, it's clear you could break up in groups. You know, what happens is usually a coach, a quality control coach, will go down early to the locker room and he'll put all the adjustments that they feel like they need to make on the board. And so as the players show up, and they're going to the men's room and they're grabbing Gatorade and you hope that you don't lose a guy to have to go get an IV or something like that. But usually the quality control coach has got that all squared up and then Kellen Moore will stand up there in front of the group and say, okay, this is what we need to do. I mean, you, you, you have these little individual meetings, you know, to start and then you'll get together as a group and like say, okay, 
This is what they're doing to us. There might only be one or two things that you want to get kind of squared up. Like in that case with the Giants, guys, we're going to st- we're going to keep st- seeing the blitzes. And so what adjustment did you see the Cowboys do? They went with tight end and back in the backfield to try and help in the second half alleviate some of the pressure that the running backs were having to deal with on the blitzes. So they had an idea of what they wanted to do, and they probably were only able to get two or three thoughts up on a board and then kind of go through those of just some really kind of quick adjustments to make. But it's, you know, it it is right. It's a very, Kellen's right. It's a very quick halftime. And the extended halftime maybe allows you a little bit more conversation with offensive linemen, uh, with the running backs, of how they're going to handle blitzes. And because that was something that was very prevalent in that game very early that they were going to have to put, pick up blitzes uh, really all day long from Wink Martindale and his in his defensive uh, group. Just, uh, you know, sort of stepping away from the context of this conversation, because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious. You you were on a, a Super Bowl winning team there uh, in, in Green Bay. I remember vividly watching the first Patriots Super Bowl against the Rams uh, in their their dynasty run, their first Super Bowl win. And I remember uh, Howie Long saying at halftime, making the point that, you know, the the extended halftime is can be a, a blessing and a curse during the Super Bowl because it, it's so much longer for players to have to sit than they're used to once they're right. in the flow of a game. And and that's something that you have to, to account for. But, you know, you also get a chance to, to change some things up. It can be an hour sometimes at the Super Bowl, like the halftime, in terms of just the how long you're sitting because it's such a big spectacle. Um is that just out of my own football curiosity? Is that a a time where they not just hey quick we got a little bit more time? Is that a time where they have a legitimate like thirty minutes potentially the coaches do to really go over some concepts and talk through some things? You think? Yeah, in the Super Bowl we played Super Bowl thirty one. Jim McMahon bought pole boys for the quarterback room, so halftime adjustments became Favre, Peterson, and and uh, and guys, you know, all sitting down and having a pull boy while they made adjustments in that game, and that was kind of a tradition of Jim McMahon. Wherever we played, the old former Bears quarterback, he was with us in '96. It's kind of a funny little story. Wherever we went, I always wondered. I always saw Jim giving cash to the to the clubhouse attendant wherever we played. And I couldn't figure out why he was always giving guys cash. And then it, I realized when I went in the were, locker were you, room. Were you, were you concerned it wasn't for legal things? I didn't know what it was for. I thought maybe <laughs> I thought maybe it was – sometimes these clubhouse guys uh, take care of a lot of things for you. They The way they set up your equipment, they get you some extra things. Maybe you need uh, a special coffee or something like that. Clubhouse guys do a really good job of kind of taking care of the players. So Jim would always walk in and give these guys money. And I was like, okay. But then I learned that wherever we played, Jim was buying food for the quarterbacks. And, you know, when they were sitting down like Favre, like, you know, we're in, we're playing a game in Dallas. He's got like a barbecue sandwich. You know, we're playing games and, you know, you're playing games out on the coast or, 
you know, you're eating tacos or something. I mean, it was crazy. This, these guys would eat like during halftime, you know, they would like, they would get hungry and they'd eat at halftime. And that was Jim's way of kind of, that's what we always did. But while you're making adjustments, it was funny during the Super Bowl to see Brett and Doug Peterson and Jim all eating like a shrimp pole boys while they were up there talking about what we needed to do in the second half uh, against the Patriots. So that, that extra time allowed you uh, allowed you to eat your poor boy, digest it a little bit, and then go back out and play in the second half. I was just I, I was curious how uh, if that if that facts factors in at all when when you're in that extended halftime. Cowboys though they do come out with those halftime adjustments uh, if you want to call them that. They have a big drive, fourteen plays, seventy five yards, seven and a half minutes out of halftime. A drive where uh, you saw them face third down on on four different occasions, uh, third and four, third and seven, third and twelve, third and fifteen, and and ultimately are able to convert one of those. They they were bailed out by a, an illegal contact penalty, um, but but ultimately able to extend that drive and score on well, the next two drives and and go on a twenty one to nothing run that puts them up twenty eight thirteen and really puts the game out of reach. Uh, but you know this is uh, the, this feels like this Cowboys team a little bit that, that at times they may sleepwalk or shoot themselves in the foot and uh, you know, they'll, they'll wake up eventually. And, and that's the thing that teams got to hope for is that, you know, they, they've opponents, I think have to hope that the game is enough out of reach that waking up won't matter or, or that the Cowboys will sleepwalk at the right time and give them an opportunity to come back. But man, when the Cowboys are on, when they're, when they're clicking, when they're engaged, when when they're playing disciplined football, it, it can look really, really good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. The best play of that first drive in the second half and the play I think that saved the game for the Cowboys was Dak Prescott's scramble on second and nine that he got six yards because that that was going to be a sack. Dak ran out of a sack. and. Yeah. So it's first and 10 to start to drive. Zeke gets one yard. They're looking at second and nine. And Dak goes back to pass, and he, it, it, I swear he is going to get sacked. And somehow he emerges out of all those white jerseys, and he gains six yards. And then the next play, it's that play where he throws a really good block to get Zeke the 16 yards. It's that. You know the the bounce play where it's the uh, it's really hands it to him and they're close enough to where Zeke and Zeke talked about it post game that he was able he said Dak says hey you know when I hand you that ball if you bounce it I'm gonna throw you a block well he threw you a block I I think that uh, of all those plays that you mentioned the third down clutch plays the third and fifteen the third and goal from the fifteen man you drive the ball that far and you just end up with a field goal. That is a bitter, bitter pill to swallow. Demoralized, and yeah. So, but that I think the drive was saved. I think the drive was saved 
Well, you had a defensive holding that saved it too. It was third and seven that they yes. got. Novak's crew called a defensive holding. But the drive was really saved, I think, because of Dak scrambling for six yards and then giving them an opportunity to convert on third down to kind of get it going. So, Brian, when we uh, look at this game, and obviously I know you haven't uh, seen the film yet, but when, when we look at this game, just sort of a, a cursory first viewing, uh, who are some guys that you think stood out as as having really strong performances yesterday and guys that you think uh, may have struggled a little bit? I'll tell you right off the top, one guy that I, I thought looked good from the very opening drive and, and continued to make plays all day was Leighton Vanderush. Yeah. Yeah, Leighton Vanderush was good. I mean, and this is the kind of game – that Leighton Vanderish likes to play in. Uh, the Giants weren't successful running the ball. Um, they didn't, I, you know, they, I was surprised that they didn't try and run it more. They had a lot of confidence that Daniel Jones could make throws. I thought the Giants actually had a pretty good plan throwing the football. You know, oh, they, I mean, should, you, they, they beat Anthony Brown for one and they oh should have for a second. Yeah. I mean, it, I thought they had a really good plan. All the movement, the waggles, the boots, the underneath stuff. You know, Daniel Jones, I mean, hell, that fourth and one, if he was off target, but man, if he hits Barkley on that play, that play might have gone for a lot more than just the one yard they needed on fourth and one. That was a game, kind of a changing play. But I felt like this is, when you mentioned Leighton Vanderish, this is the type of game that he can play in where it's like they're going to try and run the ball a little bit. There's going to be a little movement, and you got to kind of figure things out because he does a good job of kind of, of figuring those things out uh, and, and and making the play. You know, Dorrance Armstrong, I thought, played pretty well in this football game for what he was able to do. I was worried about those right defensive ends in this game, you know, the the not for the pressure, but how they're going to play the run. You know, so I, I really, really do like what Dorrance Armstrong was able to do. And I like what Diggs has, has been able to do too. They just don't throw at Diggs. I mean, it's it, yeah. he's gotten to the point where it's like, you know, there's there's opportunities to throw the ball at, at Anthony Brown and, and teams are taking full advantage of that. But when Diggs has opportunities, I felt like he was a little bit more aggressive in that game yesterday. And uh I, I was it was it was good to see that. On the offensive side of the ball, you know, you look at what was going on with the receivers. It was good to see Gallup get going early. CD Lamb with all the targets, I think, other than the interception that, you know, that was a Holmes made a really good play on the on the ball. But how about what, you know, how about this was the week that that you had actually Tony Pollard had more carries than Zeke, but Zeke was the more productive runner. We we oh, I, th I think yesterday you saw that the the rest for the knee was good. Yeah. He looked a lot better yesterday. He looked a lot better. And you know, and Pollard had 18 carries and Pollard good played more snaps too. Yeah. Yeah, that's see, that's if that's the plan that I, I can't tell you the last time a Cowboy game went where they're both playing and Pollard had more more rushes than what Elliott had. I, I don't know I, that it's ever happened. I don't, I don't know if it's yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's ever happened, but it happened uh it happened for you on Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when we look at some other guys who have played well, obviously you can't uh talk about it without uh failing to mention the the tight ends. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Jake Ferguson, Dalton Schultz, uh, a lot of big plays there. Peyton Hendershot scored on the run, but I mean, it was really, it's, it's a pass. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. technically a run. Um, but these guys block, they catch, they, 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 they're athletic. You see Jake Ferguson hurdling. 
Uh, they, they've really uh, put together a, a really strong tight end room. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, give Jerry and Steven and Will and the scouts a lot of credit. Uh, they understood where they were potentially with uh, Dalton Schultz on yep. the franchise tag. And they went out and they did a great job of event. And, and you know, Bobby, you and I did a lot of work on that that draft last year, and it was a really good tight end class overall. Yeah. And but I think there's a lot of guys around and gals around the league that evaluate these players that go, "What did we have on Ferguson? Why were we not high enough on Ferguson? Why did we draft a uh, you know Hendershot? I mean, why? What? What do we miss there?" The Cowboys had a really, really good understanding about the type of player they want and how that player fits. These these young kids, they block well at the point of attack. Uh, yeah, the fourth and two, there might be a little bit of a question of assignments there. I don't know if it was the tackle or the tight end, but you know, letting Jalen Smith run free is not a good idea. Uh, but overall, I think you have to be very, very happy with the way these tight ends have played. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.